0: Seven zero seven eight hundred nine four nine eight seven zero seven.
1: Are you ready to kickstart your week with some dirt-slinging and tire-slaying action motorsports radio that packs the biggest guests? Hi,
2: Ken Block here.
0: Hey, my name's Jolene Van Butte. What's up, Brian Deegan? Vaughn Ginn Jr. here.
1: They've been thrown into one show that has broken down the barriers of what a motorsports radio show should be. This is the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Racer, with support from General Tire, KMC Wheels, Dirtfish, Gibson Exhaust, and MTX Audio, with your host, who also happens to spend his weekends flying 800-horsepower trucks through the dirt, Jim Beaver.
3: When was the last time you saw an off-road or rally driver begging to get behind the wheel of a NASCAR IndyCar? Yep, not happening, but you sure see these pavement racers begging to drive our cars.
1: And his partner in crime every week, a self-proclaimed Canadian moto chick who was jumping triples and taking podiums before most guys have learned to ride, Amy Hood.
4: No one knows how to say my last name. Like, is it really that hard? Amy Hood, like I'm from the hood. Don't get it twisted.
1: Sit back, strap in, and be prepared to join us as we take you through a motorsports ride like no other. Here is the man who carries a steering wheel in one hand and a bike
3: in the other, Jim Beaver. Good morning, welcome to the Down and Dirty Radio Show powered by Polaris Razor, Jim Beaver, Amy Hood here on a Tuesday or a Wednesday if you're listening in national syndication taking a week off for 4th uh, of July as well as Canada Day. I think that's always kind of cool how they kind of coincide their hood where, uh, I don't know, we got a little, I don't know, what, what are we within like a day or two of each other? What is actual, what day is Canada Day? What's the date? Well, we
4: beat you guys. It's July 1st, so we're founded before y'all.
3: Yeah, you've got us by a couple of days, at least your birthday anyways. But, uh, yeah, we had Canada Day. We had uh, 4th of July. We took a week off, and uh, there was a ton going on while we were gone. Uh, I was at Mount Washington in New Hampshire hanging out with my friends at Subaru, uh, this past weekend with uh, Travis Pastrana, David Higgins. Travis Pastrana shattering the old record held by David Higgins. we got some exclusive interviews with Pastrana we're going to air later on in the show. I'm going to talk about that, talk about some of the fun I had in New Hampshire and uh, I know Amy's down in Florida. We got a uh, lot to talk about with her. We've got some uh, news out of ESPN. The ESPY Awards are going on. We're going to talk the action sports ESPY Awards, the voting that's out there. We're also going to talk about X Games. Got my friend Chris Leone from Global Rallycross. He's calling in. We got Joe Duncan, who's on the floor at the X Games. He's going to be calling in. <laughs> so we got a packed show today here on the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. We'll be back after this. When R.J. Anderson wanted to set a world record for the longest UTV jump in history, not once but twice, what company did he trust? Polaris and their championship-winning Razor XP1000. R.J. is a UTV champion behind the wheel of Polaris vehicles, and he exclusively trusts the Polaris Razors to bring him race wins and championships against some of the toughest off-road racers in the world. The same Polaris Razors RJ has won championships in, set world records in, and conquered the wall of death in XP1K2 are available to you at your local Polaris dealer. Take the advice of world record holder RJ Anderson and visit Polaris on the web at Polaris.com to see the full lineup of Polaris Razor vehicles or follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Polaris Razor. As certain as the sun rises and sets around the world, OTSFF Group is dedicated to providing flexible, comprehensive, and reliable transportation solutions. Air transportation, ocean freight, ground transportation, are a combination of services. We offer innovative and custom-built packages specifically designed to meet your transportation needs. OTSFF Group has been keeping shipments moving globally for nearly two decades. OTSFF Group, flexible logistics services designed for you. More information at OTSFF. PSFF.com.
5: Get the latest from Subaru Rally Team USA at subaru.com slash rally.
3: Welcome back to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Jim Beaver, Amy Hood here, back after our. I don't know, week and a half, two-week break. But uh, thanks to all you who are tuning in to Project Action over those two weeks. Dropped a big X Games preview there. Had a big interview with my friend Matt Martelli. That's still available over there on Podcast One or iTunes. Make sure to rate, review, subscribe um, on iTunes. And uh, if you leave a review and leave your Twitter, Instagram, at username, I'll definitely follow you back over there. Same uh, goes for the Down and Dirty Radio Show. And uh, don't forget, we got episode 300 coming at you. I believe it's August 1st, August 2nd, whatever that Tuesday is. Uh, episode 300, I just got news today, Amy. I'm, uh, you're on the payroll for an extra hour next month because uh, uh, the national network, and this isn't easy to do. Uh, I, I pitched him like three months, four months ago when we were going to blow this deal up. Um, I pitched him and I said, hey, what is the odds that I can get an extra hour of national airtime? And, uh, and they go, well, they said, we're going to have to get one of our other national hosts to, uh, to give you an hour. And I said, well, is it possible that we can do that? And they said, well, let us go to work. It's going to take a while to put this. Well, I got an email yesterday and uh, it said that however they worked it, one of the hosts on the national network. Um, is giving us an hour of their airtime. So we are going to have, for episode 300, a three-hour show. First time we've ever done that. I think you and I did one at the Mint 400. that was three hours, but we've never done a three-hour show. And it's not going to be like a full-time deal. It's just that one episode because we're going to pack it with some of the best guests in motorsports and action sports. So I want an extra hour for you and I to, I don't know, have some fun. So how's that sound for you? Yeah, definitely. Hi, yeah, that sounds
4: awesome. And that's pretty cool that somebody else asked gave up their hour but you know that means, just means that they want to have an extra hour of uh you know
3: holiday time yeah exactly so uh yeah three hours coming at you the first week of august uh we're working on the guest list right now hopefully we can start dropping some names uh the next couple of weeks should be a lot of fun but uh speaking of a lot of fun i was in new hampshire i don't know if you've ever been up to that area of the country amy um i don't know it's, i actually i was one nope. too far from uh, i think montreal maybe um but uh, it was uh, – I, I got a chance to uh, – they called it alpine sliding, but basically it was bobsledding. Uh, they've got a ski resort there in New yeah. Hampshire. And we have, like, a, an entire afternoon to kill, right? So they have this ski resort in New Hampshire. Well, obviously, you know, summertime there's no snow, so they, they literally lay down a bobsled track down this mountain. And it's like – it's a couple – I'd say it's probably – I don't know. It's maybe a couple miles long. But you're on these on these – They call them alpine slides, but basically they've got um, wheels on the bottom, and you've got uh, and and basically you you're in a tube just like you see bobsledding in the Olympics, and you've got a handle. And if you push it forward, it releases the brake, and uh, and you know and you start rolling down the hill. And then if you pull back on it, um, it actually you know you can brake on the wheels, right? But you're flying down these tubes down this mountain, and and I got to tell you, it was so ridiculously fun. Um, I don't know, it's one of those things, if you guys ever get a chance to try alpine sliding, they call it, which is just basically bobsledding, but I, I'm literally, people people in our group were flying off the track, and uh, and literally getting bloody oh and bruised, God. and they ha- you have to sign a disclaimer to do this, but there was somebody... Like there, there's no fail safe. Like there was somebody, I guess, last year didn't hit the brakes at the end of the, uh, at the end of the run. And it it starts putting up these signs of start breaking, start breaking, start breaking. Like if you don't break, you fly off the end of the track and there's a fence. And I guess somebody got their head stuck between the fence and the dirt. And they had to call in. Basically, a construction crew to remove this fence so the person could get their heads out of it. And I'm looking at this, and we're all looking at each other, and I'm like, how is this actually legal? And they haven't had a lawsuit yet. Because I'm looking at this going, like, you could literally die doing this. And you're not wearing helmets or anything. You're literally just on this sled. And I'm like, how are we getting away with doing this? And this is still actually operational. I don't know. I was just... um, You know, I don't know. Maybe it's one of those secrets up in New Hampshire that you know that nobody's figured out about yet. Because I don't know. Here in the states, you know how we people down here are—they sue for everything. But uh, I don't know. You ever done anything like that? Yeah,
4: that's wild. Yeah. No, not at all. But I saw your photos and stuff, and I can't believe that they're not even making helmets mandatory. At least that uh, looks—that looks wild. And actually, bob is one of like the most dangerous you know, winter sports out there, like, just the, the speeds that they go up to, it's, it's insane.
3: Yeah, well, and these tubes, like, if you didn't break for corners, um, I mean, I was threading the needle towards, you know, towards the end, like, I was figuring it out where you could really pick up speed, but, I mean, it's one of those things, like, it's not some sissy deal like at Disneyland where there's brakes, but you don't have to hit them, you know, like, if you don't hit the brakes, you're flying off the track. I mean, it, it's not... You know, it's not like it was. You have to hit the brakes on somebody's corner. I was just, it was kind of mind boggling that you know that's actually legal. But I'm good with it. It was fun, so I'm definitely gonna dial it in. But uh, I don't know what have you been up to? You've been off for uh, for I don't know two weeks. I know you're down in Florida now. How's uh, how's the beach life treating you?
4: Oh, island time is great. Other than yesterday, I stepped in a fire. Ant Hill. Like, we don't have any of that stuff up in Canada. We have regular ants. Like, my whole cell yard is basically a small continent of ants. It's horrible. But down here, you guys got, like, fire ants. And I stepped in one of their homes and mm-hmm. I looked down and I, I kind of wasn't really paying attention. And yeah, I looked down and my whole foot was, like, red, covered with them. And so now I got these bites all over my feet and my ankles and it's just horrible. And I'm sitting here scratching. As I talk to you guys, but uh, it's, it's that's horrible. Other than that, I mean, Florida's way too hot for me. I thought I like, I thought I liked the heat, and now I have to deal with like perpetual sweating and then fire ants. So yeah, Canada's looking pretty good right about now.
3: Yeah, well, fire—that's legit. Like, I mean, you there's been people die from fire ants that got that had allergies and things like that. I mean, it's oh, not great. like you get Thanks. bit Thanks. by one. You Thanks get bit by <laughs> no, no. You're fine now. If you haven't died, you're you're good to go. Uh, It would have been pretty instantaneous. (laughs) So, Uh, but no, like, uh, I mean, (laughs) but you seriously, um, with fire ants, you don't get bit by one. It's not like one ant bites you. You know, you're sitting in the grass and one bites you. It's like you get attacked. You're mauled by those ants. Like, I mean, I can only imagine what your foot looks like. It's, how'd you get them off? Were you like whacking them or did you have to spray water? No, I ran
4: right into the ocean. I was pretty much on the, the corner of the beach. We were barbecuing and had a grill out and everything. And, like, man, it just completely wrecked my barbecue picnic on the beach. Like, come on, guys. Like, I'm a tourist. I'm trying to appreciate my surroundings. And then I just literally get mauled. And I ran into the water. And and I didn't really even notice it. Like, yeah, it burned and everything. But the next day, I had all these, you know, red, white bumps all over my feet. And, like, I cannot stop scratching. And it is horrible. <laughs> I hate it.
3: Yeah. Have you – uh I know. I'd
4: you know, rather take a digger on my dirt bike, to be 100% honest. I'd rather, uh, you know, get a little road rash than have to deal with these stupid fire ants.
3: No, no joke. I, I agree with you there. I, got, I was wakeboarding one time and had a, uh, a big old horsefly, big old black horsefly, cut outside of the wake to, you know, to cut over. And uh, this horsefly went down my life jacket and stung me in the middle of the chest. And I seriously, I was like, I, like you said, I think I'd rather wreck in a race car or, or take a dinger on a dirt bike or anything, any day than get stung by that thing. My chest swelled up and everything. And I'm like, this is not fun. Like it can just definitely ruin your day, you know? And it's like, I'd much rather be
4: sad. Oh, yeah. 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 I had a similar thing when I was racing and, uh, um, maybe we could probably tell funny bug stories on our, <laughs> on our, uh, race vehicles of all times. But, uh, yeah, same thing. I was I was racing and actually had back to back moto, so I was in the first moto, and um, you know my my goal is to get a pretty good lead to allow me some time on the line for my next moto. Well, I mean of course I was I was in the lead, but a wasp flew into my jersey as I was racing and stung me so many times, and I did I wanted to win, so obviously I didn't think anything of it. Adrenaline kicks in mind over matter when you're racing. Well, as soon as I pulled off the line, I had to go over to the, or pulled off the track, I had to go right over to the line. Well, I looked like a crazy person because here I am, pretty much ghost rode my bike into somebody, like some dad standing (laughs) there. Hold my bike, hold my bike. And I'm ripping my jersey off. And, like, there is, like, probably five or six bites from this wasp on my back. And I just looked nuts until people were like hey what's going on because i'm just like freaking out ripping my jersey off like scratching like it was definitely a sight to see <laughs> but I, I lined up and went back on from an next race <laughs> but oh that was wild that was a wild experience yeah, for sure.
3: one of the craziest ones i would you know when trophy trucks were open cockpit and uh, we got to go to a break so i'll make this one quick but uh, i we, i was literally tapped out going up the wash uh, at one of these races and i was i was I was going 100 miles an hour and uh a bird flew out in front of the truck, went in the cab, hit me in oh. the face shield, and uh, and all of a sudden, I'm going, it it's like, boom! And I hit it so fast, I mean, it, it hit my head back. I get off the gas, I can't see because there's blood all over my face shield, so I'm wiping it. And uh, and everything else, we get into the pits, and I, I'm like, I need, you know, the next pit, I pull over there. What's going on? I'm like, give me a wet rag, and they're like, what happened? I'm like, I went dove hunting, and literally in the floorboard of the truck is a dead dove, and uh, it just literally, it uh, oh my it, it god, knocked me silly. But uh, yeah, true story there. But we got to take a break. When we come back, uh, Chris Leone, resident Red Bull Global Rallycross expert, he's going to be on line talking about the big race in Indianapolis over the weekend. So all that and more coming at you here on the Down and Dirty Radio Show. By Polaris
6: Do you have an old car sitting in your driveway? How would you like to learn a hassle free way to get rid of it, help kids in need, and get a great tax donation in the process? It's real easy. One simple free call to our car donation hotline is all it takes. Call the Nishama Foundation at 800-760-4895. 800-760-4895. We'll come pick your car up for free and give you a tax donation for the full value of the car, running or not. Eight ninety-five.
7: Fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting to take your call now. Order today and get free shipping. Just call 800-950-1180. Up to 75% off all the popular brand name prescription drugs and free shipping. Call 800-950-1180. That's 800-950-1180.
8: Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now.
6: 800-932-5517 800-932-5517 800-932-5517 Once again, that's 800-932-5517.
3: Welcome back to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Jim Beaver, Amy Hood here, joined on the line by my good friend Chris Leone. This is our Red Bull Global Rallycross Curtain Call segment. How's everything going, Chris? Hey, Jim. How are you doing? Good, man. Good. So I got to put you on the spot. Amy and I, we opened this thing and we never know how the heck this show is going to go in the opening segment, but uh, we got into uh, being chased and bitten by wildlife and bugs and hit by birds and insects and everything else. Uh, You got to tell us at some point in your life, you've been attacked by some kind of creepy crawler or a dog or something. I mean, what's your best wildlife story? What has Chris Leone been attacked by? (laughs)
9: I'm sorry to offer nothing to this discussion, but I have never been attacked by wildlife, Jim. I am usually staying in the car when I'm driving
3: <laughs> through the woods, and I haven't been camping in at least 15 years. So,
9: sorry about that. Uh, I can't help you.
3: Oh, man. You are, uh, man, we were looking for something really good, like something in Boston. Atta- well, I could. You probably, you've been attacked by anything in Boston, human? Uh, you live in Boston. I mean, you've been attacked by uh, anything there, human-wise? <laughs>
9: Uh, do bicyclists count? Because yeah. our bicyclists are not very bright.
3: Yeah. I, bicycles absolutely um, count, man. I, I could uh, if you took a dinger from a bicycle we'll count it. Uh,
9: well, <laughs> thankfully, uh working in motorsport you have to have a pretty decent reaction time. So yeah. managed to exactly. avoid it. But yeah, we've 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 had some idiots riding up the wrong way on the uh sidewalk. Actually the funniest thing about the bicyclists is we were just up in Ottawa a few weeks ago for, um, you know, for our first Canadian event as part of GRC and uh, I'm driving through the city. I'm trying to get to a dinner meeting and, uh, you know, and there's a bicyclist right near me and it's a fairly narrow street and the bicyclist is obeying the traffic laws and stopping at red lights and living in Boston, you're not used to bicyclists respecting traffic laws and stopping at red lights. So it was a pleasant surprise and, I'd like to uh, shout out our Canadian friends up there who seem to know what to do when they're on the road on two wheels. But uh, Boston bicyclists, that's uh, why I just have a stationary bike. I stay <laughs> off the road. <laughs> uh,
3: you got one of those simulations. I do
4: have to say us fellow Canadians. Go for it, Amy. I do have to say my fellow Canadians, and I, uh, yeah, we definitely do follow the traffic laws when it comes to cyclists compared to down in America, because I remember going to even California and having the motorcyclists weaving in and out and going through traffic and through the cars. like it, That's just something you do not see in Canada, and it's, uh, it scares the crap
3: out of me. Motorcyclists scare the living crap yeah, out of me. Do it. Yeah, they they scare me. Had that happen in rush hour traffic in Phoenix yesterday, guy weaving in and out, you know, and I am pretty aware of things that are happening around me, but when a motorcyclist at, you know, eighty comes up and you guys are in forty mile an hour traffic and you're trying to switch lanes or something like that, I mean it's just amazing mm-hmm. they don't get clipped more often and, and I'm a total motorcycle guy, but I mm-hmm. think sometimes people on bikes they they don't realize how at risk they're putting themselves. But um, we're gonna talk about some Red Bull Global Rallycross Crossers. Chris, we could uh, yak on <laughs> just random traffic all day, but um, man, Indianapolis—we uh, we got a lot to talk about because it's been a while since we had you on the show. But I, I wasn't there, obviously. I was at Mount Washington with uh, Subaru, who was pulling double duty on the weekend, uh, both at Mount Washington and at Red Bull Global Rallycross. So I got to see that side of Subaru. But um, you know, Indianapolis—I mean, Indianapolis—it doesn't matter if it's drag racing, NASCAR, IndyCar. You know, motocross, supercross, anything that happens in Indy, it's always special. I mean, how was this event? This is the first time that uh, Red Bull GRC had been at uh, at Indy. How was the event? Oh, absolutely. Uh, We had a fantastic time out at Lucas Oil Raceway. We had a great crowd. Uh,
9: We had a fun track to drive. It was, you know, it's not the most technically complex track that GRC has ever built, admittedly. But, you know, that being said, if a track races well and if a track puts on good action, quite – Quite frankly, I think it's irrelevant what the course looks like, and you know, this this one produced a lot of exciting racing. We had a lot of races where it it would come down to the last driver standing, who you know, and that's that, that's always something that's a really interesting uh, challenge to have to face. Just to, just to be able to make it out of five or six laps, um, you know, if you've got a track where you're lucky sometimes to be able to survive that, then you've got a challenging track. You've got, and you've got the potential for, you know, some really interesting and fantastic racing. We had that a couple of times. We had a couple of race sessions where, you know, there were a few drivers who ran into some problems here and there. And, you know, it was a matter of, if you could make it to the finish line, you could get some major, major points. Uh, You know, the finals had some really, interesting uh wheel-to-wheel battles we had a couple of uh first lap uh just some portions where drivers were you know both going for the same line and you get some contact um i'm sure everybody saw oliver erickson get fully sideways in that uh supercar final and uh managed to save it and come out of it with his best supercar finish so you know we had some really exciting racing it was you know obviously it was a huge morale booster for both uh the Volkswagen Andretti team in supercar and Dreyer and Reinbold Racing and Lights to both take victories when they're based within half an hour of uh of Lucas Oil Raceway um you know it was it's always nice to have home races for some of our teams where they can bring their friends and family out
10: and
9: you know we had a number of race teams with local connections in this event and you know obviously it was very special for them to be able to take some hometown victories but yeah no we had a great crowd we had a great response we had a a lot of media on site uh they seem to be loving it it was quite a bit different from the NASCAR and IndyCar stuff that they're used to so uh you know just all, all in all a fun event and uh a great way to kind of round out this crazy push of an event every two or three weeks and then start getting into uh the returning events for Atlantic City Seattle and Los Angeles with which we
3: will uh cap off the season yeah you guys have uh, a bit of a break now it's got to be kind of nice to have uh, what a three four week break before the next one Get a get a bit of a breather now huh
9: oh yeah absolutely uh there's a lot of stuff that um you know over the course of the season you start accumulating all this content you start accumulating all these things on the to-do list and you know that's what the next uh it's about it's about a full month um it's five weekends between uh, Indianapolis and Atlantic city. So, you know, we'll be rolling out a lot of content that just kind of recaps the season so far. We'll be, um, you know, get, getting caught up on some of those things and preparing for a mad dash to the championship in the second half of the year. We've got a fairly close battle between the top three and supercar points with, uh, Sandra Faust still leading, but Scott speed catching up and Steve Arpin still hanging tough in third. And then we'll see if anybody can, uh, catch Cyril Raymond in uh, GRC Lights because there are a couple of there are a couple of drivers who seem to be right up there, but uh, Cyril has really been dodging the bad luck that has claimed a couple of races from everybody. He's only had one race like that. Even the race where he dnf he was running second until his incident. So, um, you know, he's, he's kind of been a class above so far, but uh, the crazy thing about GRC is that anything can happen, um, especially in the Lights class where it's a spec car, and it's all about driver scale. And, you know, Cirilla's had them all beaten by just a little bit on that so far. But uh, you never know what's going to happen in the final five rounds of the year, especially with, uh, you know, two of our events, Atlantic City and Seattle being double headers.
3: Yeah. Well, and and one of the things I wanted to talk about, too, I think one of the big surprises, I think both out of lights and supercar this year, And I don't want to say surprise because I don't mean it as as a knock on the guy because he's one of my best friends in racing. But Steve Arpin has been a pleasant surprise this year. I mean, he... You know, he's going to bat, yeah. you know, he's going to battle with the juggernauts, you know, and that's Andretti Volkswagen and Steve is an independent team. I mean, in a, in a very small team, I mean, they they represent themselves very well, but it's not like they've got an arm, army of 30 guys, you know, employees or something like that. It's very small, but it, I think it's remarkable to see an independent team, you know, that has that drive and determination like Steve Arpin does and Lowenbro for, for them to be doing as well as they are and, and taking a lot of victories this year. Oh, absolutely. And it is impossible to overstate
9: just how hard that group is working. Um, you know, they only have six full-time employees, Steve has uh, told me. And, you know, Steve, unlike a lot of other drivers in this paddock, Steve is the general manager of that team. He's not just driving, he's running the show, uh, which is something that a lot of, you know, a, a lot of drivers in GRC have never um you know, have never had to approach, at least in this series. And yeah, you're right. They've been doing yeah. a fantastic job. Uh, Steve took the points lead for the very first time in his career in Ottawa. And, you know, it just goes to show that over the course of a few years, you know, as you adapt to rallycross, cross, as you adapt particularly to the Red Bull GRC style of rallycross, cross and, you know, running heat races for points rather than on time and running, you know, with the with the 70-foot uh, tabletop jump on every single race course. You know, it's something where, you know, we saw Steve come in, and he had a couple of decent runs as a rookie. Then the next year, he took a podium for the first time. The year after that, he took a few. Last year, he got his first victory, and this year, he has his first multi-win season and loved the points for the first time. It's something where... You know, if you're able to give it enough time and if you're patient and if you know how to kind of control the chaos going out there, you can really make some progress as a driver. And, you know, after a couple of years, uh, you can start contending for championships. And Steve is definitely the story there.
3: Yeah. Well, Chris, we're running short on time, my friend. I appreciate uh, you calling in for a GRC curtain call. And uh, we'll, we'll definitely have to have you back on as we get closer to Atlantic City, because there's a lot we haven't had a chance to talk about today that I really want to catch up with you about.
9: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, before I go, uh, the GRC Lights show from,
3: uh, from Indianapolis is airing tomorrow at 4.30 p.m. on the NBC Sports Network. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Chris. And we'll be back after this on the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Or follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Polaris Razor.
1: Life is all about sound. The sound of sports. The sound of the racetrack. And the sound of your vehicle. Don't drive around listening to this. Drive around listening to the sound of performance. Gibson Performance. Gibson Performance Exhaust is the company who can turn this... Into this. Remember that life is all about sound, and Gibson exhaust is the sound of performance. Check out your next catback exhaust system, headers, muffler, or UGV exhaust at GibsonPerformance.com and get more power and more sound.
5: Get the latest from Subaru Rally Team USA at Subaru.com slash rally.
3: Welcome back to the Down and Dirty Radio Show powered by Polaris Razor. Uh, I'd like to uh, kind of talk about uh, the weekend up there at the Mount, Subaru Mount Washington Hill Climb. Thanks to all of you guys who uh, tuned in to my uh, – at- three broadcasts from up there on the mountain uh, over uh, over the course of the weekend uh, for the hill climb, kind of previewed things. And, uh, uh, you know, in the middle of the day, had some stuff with on some runs and then kind of recapped things. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, obviously by now you guys know if you follow on social media, me or just about anybody else in motorsports or action motorsports, Travis Pastrana, the new record holder there at the Mount Washington Hill Climb. And uh, I gotta tell you, man, it was uh, it was a wild one. So, um, you know, some of you probably don't know what Mount Washington is. So, it is the highest mountain in um, in the you know in the Northeast, right? It's uh, it's it, and it's actually such a special mountain. And it's not super tall. I think it's a little shy of seven thousand feet, um, but what makes it special is is the weather conditions that they have there are second to none anywhere on earth the highest recorded wind speed ever on earth was recorded on top of Mount Washington at 230 miles an hour. Yeah, you read that. You heard that right. 230 miles an hour. It's like full-blown tornado wind speeds up there on top of the mountain, over tornado wind speeds. But anyways, they've got a weather observatory up there and stuff. Uh, I went up to the mountain on uh, on race day, and I watched first passes, got to see Travis uh, break the record for the first time. Um, it was crazy. It was like 80 degrees down at the base of the mountain, sunny and uh, not a lick of wind. Uh, actually humid went up on top of the mountain it was like 40 degrees with 60 mile an hour winds and it was absolutely brutal weather conditions and and it it took all of you know 10 15 minutes to drive up there so uh that, that's the crazy swing in weather they've got at mount washington it's just uh it's gnarly but uh this event is gnarly It's a hill climb like Pikes Peak. It's partially paved, partially dirt or gravel for you rally purist, right? Um, But what makes it special is it's only every three years. So they had this in 2014. They had it this year. Next one is in 2020. So uh, they only have it every three years. So uh, it's not like Pikes Peak where you get a chance every year to come and do it. And I got to tell you, this is narrower than Pikes Peak, and it's gnarlier than Pikes Peak. It's not quite as tall, but... Uh, the uh, not quite as tall, but it, it's just it, it's narrower. The roads are a little sketchier. It, it takes some some cojones. It takes some balls to uh, to run this event. Let me tell you, just driving up there in the rental car I was just mine was blown. So. Anyways, David Higgins, Travis Pastrana had the record at one point. David Higgins broke it in 2014, and so three years later they come back. Super gives them identical cars, basically they're rally cars, but they cut 500 pounds out of them. They added 300 horsepower, 600 plus horsepower in these uh, in these cars, and let them attack the mountain. No co-driver, and they got to attack the mountain and uh, through practice Travis was a little uh, second ahead of Higgins uh and and you don't get to practice on the whole mountain you you get to do the lower half some days upper half other days right so uh you don't really know how you overall you're you're faring right so um you know through practice he had a slight lead uh they got on the mountain on race day on uh, on day number 1 or on uh, run number one because you get two passes and uh, David was actually had Travis by an edge. David ended up uh, clipping a rock and uh, and sliding off the hill. Did a fancy little pirouette and uh, kind of slid off the hill. It was a place that actually had some runoff, but it was enough that uh, by the time they pulled his car, um, he slid down about five ten feet. By the time uh, by the time they pulled him up, uh, there wasn't uh, you know it was enough time for him to make a second run. Travis beats the record his first run by like. 20 seconds and so he's like oh yeah i'm just gonna phone it in i'm gonna have some fun and you know on the second run because david wasn't running well travis goes on the second run and actually beats his record again by a second and a half so he upped himself after saying he was just gonna have a little fun (laughs) typical travis pastrana style right so uh yeah you know it was uh was that kind of day uh you know Anybody that saw this or sees the pictures and video, your mind's going to be blown with what Travis was able to accomplish. But um, the way I did this interview, I've got an exclusive that you guys haven't heard. If you, Even if you listened in this weekend to my broadcast, you haven't heard this interview, right? So this is about six minutes long, and I took three different clips. One was at practice. One was right after he broke the first record. And uh, then the second one is at the end of the event after he broke his record again. So uh, it's going to be three different clips with Travis Pastrana, and it kind of takes you – through the entire weekend and what was going on with him. And I had the opportunity to tag along with my good friends at Subaru uh, who invited me up there. And uh, it was just a truly a remarkable event, had a lot of fun up there, but I think you're going to enjoy these interviews. And I mean, it's typical Travis Pastrana in the raw and you never know what he's going to say, but uh, we'll be back uh, after, uh, after we air uh, these interviews here with uh, Travis Pastrana. All right, we got Travis Pastrana here just getting done with a practice round today, uh, first of two practice rounds. I mean, uh, take us through so far. You've had a couple of runs, uh, one at the lower part, a couple at the upper part. I mean, how, how's this uh, weekend been treating you?
11: Uh, ridiculous. This new Subaru is just, it's a beast. I mean, it's, it's kind of the, our same rally car. But we took all the extra weight out of it, the co-driver seat, everything that we could. We got 500 pounds less than what we rally with, and we added 250 horsepower. This thing is absolutely ridiculous. So um, we had a run up the hill yesterday at the top, and now a run up this morning. Well, we had two runs yesterday at the top and one run this morning. Um, So we combined the two times, and it was 30 seconds faster than the record. So let's hope this weather holds off. It is so scary. It turned all the corners that were, oh, yeah, that's easy, Max, into, like, puckered couldn't pull a grease needle out of your butthole with John Deere tractor
3: kind of kind of kind of max it's just not not quite the same so i mean that being said i mean i know they've uh, added some new asphalt up at the top of the mountain i mean how, how different is the mountain than you know the last time you're here when you had the record
11: uh well back when i had the record a while ago uh it was um you know it's it's almost identical uh there's newer pavement which makes it a little stickier up top should be you know maybe a second or two faster um i felt like last time we were here in 2014 uh the dirt had better traction but it looks like we're gonna get some rain um today so maybe it could be better traction especially for that second run depending on how much rain they get dries pretty quick up there so um you know really looking forward to a good race david and i are super close uh as always there's a lot of other guys with some awesome hill climb machines so it's going to be interesting so no doubt the record's going to be broke this weekend Oh, there's a doubt. I mean, everyone could just fly off the cliff. We're going a lot faster.
3: We're going to try not to do that, though. All right. Thanks a lot, Travis. Thank you. All right. We got Travis Pastrana here just breaking the record here at Mount Washington. How was the run, man? They looked terrible coming over the finish line. Terrifying, really. Uh, no, these cars are so amazing. They work so
11: great. They're basically the car we ran last time, but half the weight and double the horsepower. So, uh, Thank you, Subaru, for scaring the absolute dog piss out of me. Uh, This was amazing. The tires we went, it was funny. David shows a different set of tires. It would have been interesting to see how it panned out. These were grippy from turn one, and the bottom half felt just amazing. The top half, I thought we were on dirt the rest of the way up after the dirt because they got super warm, and we were just sliding everywhere, which I love too, but it's scary at speeds. So, yeah.
3: So here, putting you on the spot with all these people around, you've done some scary stuff in your life. How's this rank up there with it? Oh, it's one of the dumbest things. It's,
11: it's, uh, yeah, it, uh, I mean, <laughs> road Cage is great, except we're averaging about 80 miles an hour up this hill. Like they, I, they were like, yeah, top speed at the bottom half, which is faster on the top with bigger exposure. They're like, top speed was 138 miles an hour. I was like, I didn't need to know that. I really, I honestly, absolutely not. But yeah, so these cars are amazing. I mean, 138 is not that fast, but when you, anyone that's driven up this road, like the bottom half of this road, that's it's just crazy <laughs> so all right well, thanks a lot travis thank you hopefully david gets his uh gets the car i don't know i didn't see him off so that's usually not a great sign but <laughs> we'll see he's always okay though so all
3: right we got travis vestrana here festivities are over and uh talked to you on top of the mountain you broke the record you said hey we're just gonna have a little bit of fun and then you go out and you break your record again man well <laughs> what's really interesting about
11: that is i think i was like five seconds slower at the, the split at the bottom they um they they turned down my horsepower um by about 50 horsepower um so a little less boost and i just drove really smooth in the first half and then the top half uh, our tires were so much better from just not over not cold trickling them um that we made up like eight seconds on the top half so um there's definitely more time to be had um out out the mountain but i was just such an awesome day such an amazing car and uh either way we had a lot of fun so it was pretty rad
3: well, you know, and compare this one. I know, you know, we talked about it earlier in the weekend, but, uh, you know, to the last time you held the record. I mean, what's the difference in these cars? I mean,
11: it's, it's not even close. These is um, before we were going up and basically a rally spec, which is uh, 300 pounds more, which on this steep of a hill is, is a huge difference. Plus, no co-driver, which is another 150 pounds in the seat and whatever. Um, and then you added 250 horsepower. So um, that it made the mountain a completely different beast uh, because instead of just being you're like I need this corner And then it's wide open to this corner. No every corner was I mean you these things the the wheels were sliding I could see my marks from the bottom to the top I could see exactly what line I drove because it was spinning the entire way for for the
3: eight miles up the for the first run Well congrats on uh, the I guess the the win you're gonna be back here in three years
11: Oh, I hope so, man. I actually hope a lot of uh, a lot of other guys come out. It would be uh, you know, usually this is a, not a last minute event, but um they say, "Oh, we are going to do it this year." So now with uh with three years notice and you know, this is this is the last real hill climb in the US with dirt, um with really narrow roads. I mean, Pike's Peak is is fantastic. It's awesome, but it's a really wide road. This one is a true uh driver's road. Uh definitely a lot of fun. It's a, you know, it's got it's half the distance of Pike's Peak, but it's double the corners. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Travis. Thank you.
3: And that was uh Travis Pastrana after his uh, after before and during his uh, world record or, um, you know, runs up uh, uh, up the Mount Washington Auto Road. And uh, I think he said it right. You know, it's uh, the last true hill climb event in, uh, you know, in the United States, you know, and that's not discrediting Pikes Peak and, uh, you know, how phenomenally awesome that event is. This is just a bit narrower. It's a little bit more hairball and, uh, uh, you know, and, and it takes a special kind of person to want to run up the, up this. I mean consequences are bad at pikes peak consequences are worse here um but uh congrats goes out to him like we said he beat uh david higgins record then turn around and beat his own record uh, on his second pass through um had a uh, total time of 5 44 72 that ended up being uh the new uh, stamp on the mountain but the interesting note even second second and third who had remarkable times and fourth uh they didn't beat uh, david higgins previous record either. So that tells you how how strong that original record was of David Higgins that he set uh, 3 years ago. I mean it's uh, uh it's it really is, uh, you know, it really is amazing, you know, that uh, that it stood up. And we had some legit competition. Obviously, Pastrana first overall had uh, Dan Novembre um, with a, a custom-built car. He was there, but, uh, you know, he was still uh, about 45 seconds back of Travis at 6.26. And then we had uh, Todd Cook with a Wells Coyote, 6.28, and then a 6.29 um, set by uh, Spencer Steele and a Wells Coyote. And then uh, Will Washburn um, – He finished up in fifth outright with a six thirty-two. Also, get a get get a shout out to uh, Kevin Wesley in a two-wheel drive Fiat, uh, finishing up uh, uh, sixth outright. And then my good friend Lachlan O'Sullivan seventh outright in a uh, Subaru. So. Uh, man, good event. Lots of fun. Um, I know uh, Launch Control was up there filming. There's going to be a lot of content produced out of this. I'm telling you, when you see this in-car footage and this aerial footage of Pastrana, your mind is going to be blown. Be looking for that Launch Control. Speaking of Launch Control, obviously it drops every Wednesday uh, currently, so uh, you can get those on YouTube or on Facebook video over there at uh, SRT USA and check out them for even more content from this event. But uh, lots of fun up there at the Mount Washington Auto, Auto Road. The 2017 Subaru Mount Washington Hill Climb. Climb to the clouds. Uh, Hopefully I'll be back there in three years, 2020. Um, I'm hoping that uh, I've actually got something to race up there. I got some stuff working in my brain. So maybe uh, I'll go up there and race that event in three years. We'll see. Uh, It's a long haul from the West Coast to Mount Washington, but... um I'd definitely be willing to give it a try if I can get the proper uh, car to go and do it. But uh, we're going to take a short break here on the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. We come back, we get a Dirt Fish Rally Report. Off Road Motorsports Hall of Fame announced their inductees this year. We got Joe Duncan with X Games calling in. uh, And we got a lot of stuff uh, that Amy Hood and I are going to tackle in the second hour. All that more on the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Welcome back to the Down to Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Jim Beaver here, bringing you a uh, little news coming out of uh, the off-road world. Uh, we've got uh, Off-Road Motorsports Hall of Fame announcing their 2017 class. And uh, stoked to see uh, Baja Bob Gordon, uh, one of the inductees, the late father of Robbie Gordon, definitely deserving off-road desert racing legend. Uh, I don't know how many Baja 1000 wins he's got to his credit, but uh, just a phenomenally talented uh, driver, and he's accomplished a lot. Uh, Stoked to see him in there. Also got uh, Dave Eakin's motorcycle racing pioneer. Um, And, uh, you know, setting records at the Mexican 1000, which uh, today became the Baja 1000. Uh, He's going in definitely rightfully so. Uh, And then we've got Cliff – Cliff Flannery, you guys know the last name Flannery if you know Short Course, but uh, he's been president of Crandon International Off-Road Raceway. Kept that event running, and uh, at that elite level that it is for some time, he's well-deserving. Then another guy, Bill Savage, off-road innovator. Bill Savage, uh, he served as, uh, I guess, the uh, tech director of SCORE for uh, for countless years under uh, Sal Fish but uh he's also one of the uh he's he's kind of like a mad scientist uh when it comes to building off-road race vehicles and so uh he uh definitely um definitely uh deserves to be in the off-road hall of fame as well uh you know i'm just looking through his stuff there's some stuff about bill savage i didn't even know um about uh um you know about uh uh, him working with NASA on uh, some of the lunar rovers and things like that so uh, definitely uh, definitely some good stuff there um, but uh, yeah Bill Savage also definitely deserving to uh, be in the Off-Road Motorsports Hall of Fame so uh, those are your Off-Road Motorsports Hall of Fame inductees for uh, 2017 and uh, more information is going to trickle out from uh, Ormhoff uh, as we get closer to uh, that induction ceremony at SEMA. We're going to be back after this on the Down and Dirty Radio Show powered by Polaris Razor.
2: USA Radio News with Jason Wirt.
15: I have my doubts that we're going to complete all of these things that we've iterated by July. And I don't want to see the same thing happen again because we're supposed to be making changes to the way business is done. Members of the House Freedom Caucus unhappy with the pace of change taking place in D.C. calling on Speaker Ryan to cancel the August recess. Let's change, even if it's just for once in a generation, and work through August and put out work product that's good and important on all of these issues. An Obama-appointed federal judge widening the list of relatives that can open the door for people barred by the Trump travel restrictions. U.S. District Court Judge Derek Watson of Hawaii said that people from six Muslim-majority countries can enter the U.S. if they have grandparents, aunts or uncles, nieces or nephews, brothers-in-law or sisters-in-law, or cousins who are legal residents of the country. USA Radio News.
16: Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. Every day people ask me Jay did I miss out have the rates gone up the answer is no rates are still low and it's a perfect time to refinance your home especially if your mortgage rate is higher than four and a quarter percent if you'd like to lower your interest rate and save thousands of dollars in interest without starting over on a new 30-year loan a quicken loans mortgage is what you're looking for with our exclusive mortgage you can choose a term that works best for you anywhere from eight to 30 years the rate today on an eight-year mortgage is 3.125 percent. APR, 3.82%. For seven years in a row now, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation for customer satisfaction for primary mortgage origination. And for the third year in a row, they've also ranked us highest in the nation for mortgage servicing. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN.
12: For J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030.
15: Officials in Pasco County, Florida having a strange day as two homes were swallowed by a sinkhole. Now they're trying to see if homes around them are safe. They're going home to home right now within,
9: the, within a set perimeter to determine if these homes are, any other homes are in danger. They have tagged a few homes on Canal Street as well as here on Ocean Pine Drive to uh, putting up the sticker that says, at this point in time, it is unsafe to be in this home.
15: The suspect in the disappearance of four young men in Pennsylvania may not have acted alone. ABC News in Philadelphia reporting that a young man from northeast Philadelphia is in custody in connection to the killings in Bucks County. Yesterday, Cosmo DiNardo confessed to participation in the murders. DiNardo told investigators where they can find the bodies. In return for the confession, the DA is promising not to seek the death penalty against the 20-year-old. The remains of Dean Finocchiardo were found buried on Donardo's family farm. USA Radio News.
2: Right now at the Home Depot, Ortho Bug Begone 32 ounce concentrate, ready to spray, or 10 pound bag is your choice, two for just 10 bucks. There's no magic to making bugs disappear, but there is Bug Be Gone. It'll knock out over a hundred types of insects for fewer pests in your lawn and more money in your pocket. Start your own disappearing act with Ortho Bug Be Gone. Your choice, two for just 10 bucks, only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Bow through August 2nd while supplies last to us only.
15: Would you like to help make a dying veteran's wish come true? You can do it with just a phone call and a few minutes of your time. Here's correspondent Chris Barnes. Lee Hernandez is an 18-year Army veteran who now suffers continuous strokes. He's under hospice care at his Texas home. Doctors have said there's nothing more they can do but make him comfortable. His wife says Lee really wants to get calls and texts from others. So last week, the Arizona Veterans Forum posted Lee's wish on its Facebook page. Since then, the 47-year-old veteran has been flooded with calls, many from other veterans who say he's not alone. If you'd like to support his wish with a call yourself, his family says to do so between 4 p.m. and 8 p.m. Central Time. Here's the number 210 632 6778. That's 210 632 6778. I'm Chris Barnes. Flags across the state of Mississippi are flying at half staff today in memory of the 15 Marines and the Navy Corpsmen who were killed in this week's plane crash in the Mississippi Delta. Governor Phil Bryan is asking churches statewide to remember the fallen troops during their Sunday services. He's also promising a permanent memorial near the soybean field where the plane went down. The bodies of those who died in the crash have been flown to the military mortuary in Dover, Delaware. Investigators are still trying to figure out what happened that brought the plane down. The clues so far indicating that something happened during the flight that caused the plane to break apart. You're listening to USA Radio News.
0: Seven zero seven eight hundred nine four nine eight seven zero seven.
3: Welcome back to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Jim Beaver, Amy Hood here, uh, bringing you a Dirt Fish Rally Report for this week, brought to you by our good friends at Dirt Fish Rally School. You can find out more information on the web at www.dirtfish.com. And uh, i got to ask you, Amy, I don't know. Have you actually been to a Red Bull Global Rally Cross event? I know you watched them on TV, but have you actually been out to an event on ground sometime in the last four or five years?
4: Never. Never once. I mean, they just recently started coming up to canada yeah so you know hopefully they'll make their way to the west. i don't even know what coast i'm on i'm considered central flat prairies but uh, I, I feel like it'd be a, a pretty sweet place to you know to hold one winnipeg manitoba uh we do have lots of enthusiasts actually up in up my way but uh no I, i'd love to i'm dying to
3: check that yeah. stuff out yeah it's awesome i think i might uh, might be going out to the one in los angeles in october uh, there's actually, I just talked with Subaru and there's a thing called SubiFest, uh, that happens the day after Red Bull Global oh, Rallycross. And it's basically all the th- Subaru enthusiasts from around the country gather at this one big massive event at the NASCAR track at Fontana Speedway. And so they asked me to come out to that. I'm like, Oh, that like Bucky Lassic goes. And like all these, you know, action sports people, Pastrano probably go like, it's just a, it's a big like mesh of Subaru enthusiasts. So might head out to that and then they've got the, the race in LA the day before. So, uh, I'd probably take that in as as well, so I don't know if you're on the West Coast, it'd be a fun one to go out to. That's like middle October or something like that. So I don't know, pencil it into your calendar. Well, keep me posted. Yeah, we definitely will for sure. No,
4: keep me posted. That sounds pretty
3: fun. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Dirtfish Rally Report. Um, We got a short segment here, brought to you by our friends at Dirtfish. Obviously, uh, you know Indianapolis Red Bull Global Rallycross Racing over the weekend. Scott Speed taking the win. Tanner Faust in second. It was an Andretti one and two, and then Lowenbro Motorsports Steve Arpin finishing up in third with that final podium spot. And then uh, moving on to the GRC Lights, it was uh, Christian Brooks with Dryer and Reinbold Racing taking a win. Cyril Raymond and Travis Pecoy rounding out your podium there. My boys at Dirtfish, James Rimmer and Connor Martell finishing 5th and 6th in that final. Uh, Having a solid effort this season by our friends at Dirtfish and uh, Subaru having a a few struggles uh, in the main event at uh, Indianapolis uh, with Patrick Sandell 7th and Chris Atko-Atkinson finishing up in 8th. But um, next up for uh, Red Bull Global Rallycross, Atlantic City. And actually next up for World Rallycross, we've got uh, the event up there at Troy River in Quebec, Canada coming up in August. So uh, lots of Rallycross coming at you the next uh, month. And uh, that's about it for our Dirtfish Rally report for this week. Brought to you by our good friends at Dirtfish Rally School. Find out more information on the web at www.dirtfish.com. When R.J. Anderson wanted to set a world record for the longest UTV jump in history, not once but twice, what company did he trust? Polaris and their championship-winning Razor XP1000 rj is a utv champion behind the wheel of polaris vehicles and he exclusively trusts the polaris razors to bring him race wins and championships against some of the toughest off-road racers in the world the same polaris razors rj has won championships in set world records in and conquered the wall of death in xp1k2 are available to you at your local polaris dealer Take the advice of world record holder R.J. Anderson and visit Polaris on the web at Polaris.com to see the full lineup of Polaris Razor vehicles or follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Polaris Razor.
5: The Subaru WRX and WRX STI. The 268-horsepower turbocharged Subaru Boxer engine rockets the WRX around corners and down straightaways. A race-ready, 305-horsepower turbocharged Subaru Boxer engine keeps the WRX STI a rally legend. The Subaru WRX and WRX STI, it's not a sibling rivalry. It's a tag team. Get the latest from Subaru Rally Team USA at Subaru.com rally.
3: 15% discount. Book your midweek
7: getaway today. Riverfront rooms starting at just 84.95 at Blue Water Resort and Casino. Our gaming floor is packed with the hottest slots, table games, poker and bingo. Live entertainment, fine and casual dining, boat slips, movie theater, wakeboard island and fun for all. Book your getaway stay at Blue Water Resort and Casino today. Sunday through Thursday room rates start at just 84.95 when booked online only at bluewaterfun.com. Blue
5: Water Resort and Casino.
3: Welcome back to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Jim Beaver, Amy Hood here, uh, waiting on Joe Duncan. I don't know what's uh, going on. He's on the ground at the X Games. He's shooting me pictures of the X Games medals um, because he's hanging out with a bunch of X Games medals. I don't know, Hood. Like I'm, I'm feeling like we should be at X Games right now this week. Like I've had, uh, I've had so many people reach out to me and go, Hey, are you guys there and live from X games? Like, I feel like, like we're failing this week or something. Like, I feel like I'm a failure because people are expecting us to be there. Um, I don't know. It, it's all,
4: oh, I know. And it's really going to be an epic, uh, such an epic. X games here in Minneapolis. Like, I'm just, I'm jealous. It's so hard to get everything in. We talk about it all the time. We always have big times. We're going to go do this. We're going to go do that. And then there's just so much going on, but, um, I'm so excited to, you know, see the recap from the X-Games flat tracking. Um, you know, you, you kind of sent me an email. We, were, we want to talk about yeah. it. But when I looked into it and looked at the lineup, it was absolutely incredible. And one of my good friends, Corey Texter, is going to be racing. And, oh, I'm just so excited to see how, you know, how it all plays out. And there's some super fast guys. It's, you know, the fastest of fastest in that division. Like, it's it's going to be an epic race. It's I can't wait. And we yeah. gotta bring Corey on too. He's a super stand-up guy, and he has a, a lot going on. And he has a very interesting career. Um, Corey's older brother of um, Shana Texter, who's obviously yeah. a super decorative
10: yeah.
4: flat tracking star herself. But he actually took time, gave up, you know, his dreams and his career to help fund Shana's career. Wow! And you know. Uh, father passed away and they're having a really hard time for both of them racing so cory like when does this happen actually like saying this gives me goosebumps but cory actually hung up his dreams, and you know worked really hard so you know that shana could chase her dreams and he helped fund her and support her and that's just an incredible story and we we really got to bring cory on after this weekend and uh you know bring him back on for tuesday to recap but uh what an amazing what an amazing dude and they've had a pretty unique bond of, you know, brother and sisters going after two flat tracking dreams. It's amazing. And, you know, now he's lining up an X game. That's, uh, it's awesome.
3: Yeah. There's so many cool stories of flat track and X games. I know we're going to get into that in the next segment. I don't know. We might do it now. If Joe doesn't call in, I probably got hung, hung up there at X games, but, um, yeah, I know, even like the Mies family, I mean, uh, you know, you've got, uh, gosh, I mean, but Jared Mies, I mean, he's got a gold medal. I mean, he he lost the gold medal on like the last turn two years ago, came back, got his redemption last year. And so, I mean, there, there's so many stories of flat track, and I know I was trying to get Jared on this week. Uh, I think he's going to be maybe next week, too. Uh, but flat track, like it's something in the past two or three years, I feel like it's got a resurgence in the United States. Like, I mean, it's been around forever. It's one of the oldest forms of motorsports. But our motorcycle racing, but I feel like in the last two or three years, and it may, X Games may have had a lot to do with it, but I feel like, man, it's had a resurgence. These guys are signing deals with Rockstar and Monster Energy now, and, you know, it's yeah. it's like become yeah. a big deal again, which is really rad.
4: Well, I feel like, you know, everything is all about rock and roll again. You know, it's it's always a full circle, and I think, you know, the vintage and classicness of the Harley Davidson flat track racing. And, you know, the whole hoonigan style and, and, you know, that kind of Tyler Bearman and, and, uh, Durham kind of brought that back as well. That, you know, free wheeler lifestyle, you know, where it's, you know, the free riding and, and vintage classic bikes and everything. It's, it's making a comeback and it's the cool thing now. And, uh, it, you know, it always kind of was cool for me. Obviously, I love vintage classic bikes and old school motorcycle racing, but, uh, you know just even with like chop shops and the building of all these motorcycles on tv and all the tv shows and it's just becoming such a niche and like this whole lifestyle brand now um it's really really cool and i love it and i'm you know even sarah price you know she hopped on a bike and I, she did some harley davidson flat tracking and everybody wants to get into it everyone wants to try it because it's the cool thing to do now but yeah, yeah definitely x games probably help boost that up but but I, again, I think it's more of the lifestyle behind it, and you know the image, and it's it's rad. I mean, if you can jump on one of those bikes and and give her, it's it's a cool.
3: Yeah. Well, you know, it's just, it seems like everybody's into it. I know like one of my, you know, I know you know her really well, but she's got one of the raddest bikes and it just popped up in my feed because I check things uh, throughout the show. And as we're talking about this, this picture from uh, Steffi Sabatka pops up and she's got the raddest freaking bike, but it's like she took it and she chopped it and it looks like a flat track bike. And uh, it's just like the raddest bike, but it's like that style of bike is coming back, you know? And it's like, it's just like you said. Yeah, it's it a fr- freewheeling lifestyle, and it's just—I don't know. It's, yeah. She's got this Sportster that's so doctored up, and it doesn't even look like a Sportster, but it's just the raddest bike, you know. And it's like I would so buy it from her right now. She'd Well, sell that's it. what
4: actually my my dad and I are actually looking to find something online that we can um like customize for the street. I'm looking to get. You know, I've, I've been driving the Yamaha R3 Cross Rocket. Yeah love the bike it's great but it's not really my style like I'm looking for that kind of you know classic cafe racer yeah. that you know I can boom around on the streets of Winnipeg <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah I, I would love that kind of kind right. of bike but I don't really know too much about that those that kind of industry and you know when I did flat track I did it on a dirt bike so I'd really love to be able to get the, the opportunity to ride one of the Harley-Davidson flat-tracking bikes. So
3: yeah, well, be a lot of fun. It's funny because even like Ducati, um, I'm a big Ducati fan, and, uh, you know, they're known for super bikes and MotoGP bikes. And, I mean, they, they're like the Ferrari of motorcycles. They always have been. You know, Ducatis are just mm-hmm. held to a different standard. Yeah. But, you know, they've been known for super bikes forever. But now they're going into this whole um, this whole deal. And they've actually got like this Ducati bike. And I can't remember the name of it. But it's actually like a street bike slash dirt bike. But it's so rad and Mad Max yeah. looking. But I'm like, you've got Ducati, which is basically like, like a Ferrari, of motorcycle, the motorcycle world. Now getting into like, you know, the dirty, like Mad Max looking bikes. And I-, I think that's saying something when you've got Ducati jumping into that segment. I'm like, you know, anybody else does it. It's one thing. But Ducati does. It's like, all right, we got to take notice because there's something going on here.
4: Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, yeah, I like how you said there, like the Cadillac of motorcycles or whatever you said it was. But uh, yeah, it's, and, you know, all these brands are trying to kind of get involved in the whole flat tracking. Well, the Harley Davidson scene. But what I, one of my friends from down here, his name is Jason. And he has a Top Shop. Um, I believe it might be in Tampa, but I am dying to get out there. He, he's like, get yourself a bike. Let's put it in the shop. We'll pimp it out. Like I like I need to get involved in this subculture. Like I'm just, ugh. <laughs> but I, I feel like I'm gonna become one of those those girls. Like you know, if I kind of jump on board that bandwagon, like I'm gonna be fully invested. I'm everything in my wardrobe is gonna be leather and chaps and you know skull <laughs> fringes. And it just it's gonna like in, like devour me. So I just gotta be careful. <laughs>
3: Yeah, you gotta tread, tread cautiously, right? Because uh, yeah, it's one of those yeah. things where yeah, it sucks you in, and then all of a sudden, you, you, every paycheck you get's going to that, and it's like, hey, I gotta stop this. I'm going broke because of this hobby. Uh, it's like off road, <laughs> dirt yeah. bikes, anything. I, I don't know. It's uh, yeah, no, it's. That's- yeah. No, I'm excited about flat track at X Games. I know we're going to talk about that in uh, in the next segment. But uh, lots of cool stuff going on there in uh, in Minneapolis. I'm just pumped on uh, on the event as a whole. I think it was uh, – I don't know. I felt like it, X Games needed a breath of fresh air. And I, f- I felt like Los Angeles was played out. Nobody's even going there anymore. They were taking it for granted. And then, you know, I had a, a good stint at Circuit of the Americas. And, uh, you know, it was just time to move. And I think uh, it's kind of reinvigorated X Games. There's a couple of years there where X Games kind of really, I, I didn't know if the, the thing as a whole was just going to go away because it kind of lost interest. But I feel like it's mm-hmm. had a resurgence yeah. now, especially this Minneapolis thing. Uh, I know you've been, spent a bunch of time in Minnesota. I definitely have too. And uh, I think it's a, you know, there's a big action sports and motorsports scene there that people don't know about because mm-hmm. all you ever hear about is Florida and Los Angeles, you know?
4: No, absolutely. And, you know, the cool thing about minnesota is we got both we have winter and summer motorsports enthusiasts so, you know minnesota is a huge snowmobile community um you know fxr is just north of the border Huge sponsor of you know all things snow mo- snow related let's just say that um huge motocross scene you know it it and home of leviola valley actually home of ryan Dungey. um you know the martins it's 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 such a Minnesota is a huge action sports uh, community. I'm I'm talking motorsports here because obviously that's what I know. But you know, I know the BMX scene is big as well in skateboarding. And uh, you know, downtown Minneapolis is going to be such an amazing uh, you know venue for fans. And it, it's got, It's I'm like super excited. I mean, it's obviously extremely close to Winnipeg. Um, too bad I'm in Florida right now because I would drive there. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think they're going to have an amazing turnout. And I think, um, you know, we talk about the athletes, but I think the fans and really like the culture that's going to come out and, you know, support X Games in Minneapolis is going to be incredible. And I, I uh, yeah, I'm really excited to hear kind of the feedback and what they think of having X Games. I like to call Minnesota one of my hometowns. I'm yeah. Winnipeg, Minnie is kind of like where I say I reside from, so.
3: Yep. All right. Well, we got to take a short break here on the Diamond Circuit Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. More X Games after the break.
6: 888
3: Welcome back to the Down or Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Jim Beaver, Amy Hood here. We had some interesting shenanigans happen over the break, and I've kind of been uh – been watching this uh, play out on social media the past couple days so i gotta bring it up because uh, uh she just posted to twitter so uh, my good friend uh, caitlin Ansari, she's a model she's got a couple hundred thousand instagram followers she's been on the show i don't know three four times uh, she did a photo shoot in my trophy truck a couple years ago for uh tube art films um anyway she's just good people she's worked for monster she's worked for uh a bunch of different tire companies. I mean, she she knows motorsports. She's just good people. Um, anyways, I've always liked her because she's uh, actually had a kid come back to modeling. Thought her career was over. Now she does a lot of blogging and uh, very positive. Uh, actually, you know, a lot of stuff she posts about is really similar to what you know what you post about Amy. But anyways, um, she's got a son and and uh, you know that's kind of her world. And then she you know that and she still models and things like that. But she's kind of you know she's just good people. But somebody took uh, took her photos right. They started a Facebook account using her photos, posing as her, and she tried to get it shut down, and they wouldn't respond. They wouldn't respond, right? So now, um, it's gone so far. Now they're posting pictures that she has posted to social media of her son and saying that her son is starving to, and uh. to please send money to like a PayPal account, right? So, and so now. What? Yeah, no kidding. So now, somehow, through Facebook and social media and whatever, Caitlin has this woman's cell phone number, and she just posted it to her Twitter account. And, and Caitlin is a good person she's got a heart of gold like literally she's good people and she go and this is so out of character for her but she just posted to Twitter she goes here's her number if you love me please send her a nasty message and she posted the cell phone number now I'm not going to put out the lady's cell phone number on the radio show but go to at Caitlin and sorry on Twitter if you want to because I know we got a massive amount of people that listen to this show that are Caitlin and sorry fans you can go and send them a message if you want to but I'm watching this play out and I'm laughing because it's so ridiculous ridiculous that a woman would do that you don't steal somebody's pictures and then f- open up a fake account and then ask for money saying that your son is starving i mean like seriously people how uh, that's as bad as the people a couple of years ago that started to go fund me because they wanted to pimp out their truck like <laughs> i don't know amy what's no, this world this coming to-, it to a whole new it yeah. takes it to a
4: whole new level i can't even fathom that that is that's insane my, oh my goodness like that poor woman that you know it's, it's all huge invasion of privacy to associate anybody else's kids with anything like stealing any picture of someone else's kids is just messed up and then trying to ask for money that the kid is starving like oh my i can't even wrap my head around that but i really hope that you know social media and like facebook or whatever jumps on this right away because that's just
3: yeah she's I'm been in, she's I been in contact so with
4: people who have to...
3: yeah I think she's been in contact with Facebook trying to get it shut down, and hopefully they do the right thing and shut it down and just like it's just crazy um I don't know, just a sad situation but I, I was following this along and I saw that I'm like I gotta give Caitlin a shout out here because uh um yeah it's uh just like you said i I don't even know what to say it's it's bad um so yeah. So, anyways, let's let's talk. Yeah, about, I really have words,
4: yeah. yeah, let's talk about something else.
3: Yeah, go so, Caitlin. go Caitlin. But uh, yeah, X Games. So we got to talk about some X Games. Uh, Joe just Duncan just texted me. Uh, I'll tell him he's on the floor with equipment at X Games. I'm like, we're gonna talk X Games. Just call in Joe Duncan. Like seriously, we we got like these segments booked for X Games. Call him, man. Um, but, uh, no, you know, we talked a little bit about flat track. I want to talk about some freestyle stuff though. I mean, I mean, have you been watching the freestyle motocross world? I mean, you know, they got so many events now, you know, we got step up. I, you know, I said it in my X games preview show on the podcast, like Renner, this is his event. He had an off year last year and finished in like sixth. And he said that that the lip and. He said that he showed up, and he says the way they had it set up, he's like, I knew it wasn't going to do well. But Renner's got, what, like six gold medals in step-up? I mean, you know, you got to think, like, he's the dude, right? Until somebody steps up and really beats him?
4: Oh, yeah, no, definitely Renner's the dude for step-up. I'm just trying to look at the lineup here, um, you know, to see what riders are riding in similar yeah. events right now. But um, I
3: know Harry Bink took no, a – you know,
4: Yeah.
3: I'm just looking at like freestyle and uh, they've got some stuff like quarter pipe higher. In the past, it was like quarter pipe freestyle. Now it's just like quarter pipe higher. So I don't even know how to predict that. But I mean, I'm looking at freestyle. I mean, gosh, you got uh, um, Josh Sheehan. I mean, he's just an animal. Um, you know, Mister Double yeah. and Triple Backflip. So I think he, you know, Sherwood's <laughs> oh been, she's been riding awesome. Taka, you never know what he's gonna, you know, he's he's nuts. You never know what he's gonna bring out of his back pocket that he's been practicing. Harry Bink, I think he took a, a win at Nitro World Games recently. Um, so he's got some, he's got some skills. I don't know. I mean, uh, I'm just trying to. You never know who's been practicing something at home in their foam pit and at their private place, and they haven't dropped anything on Instagram or social media. Like, you know there's a guy that's got a trick that nobody is expecting that's been practicing in private and hasn't shared anything, and he's going to show up at X and just blow minds, right?
4: I and mean, Typically, that honestly is Taka. Taka and Levi Sherwood, I think, for a Moto X best trick are really going to be the um, you know the black horses here that pull something out of their, out of the bag, that is just going to be, you know, above and beyond everybody else. Uh, you know, it's a great lineup. Um, but Taka and Levi are such, um, I mean, Levi Sherwood is known for his extensions and just his flexibility. Yeah. And, like, you know, the the visual aesthetics of his tricks are just kind of above and beyond. He everybody. stretches them like,
3: bigger than anybody um, else. You know,
4: yeah exactly so i i think with best trick and, and and talk is just an animal and a wild man and very unpredictable and i think talk on levi for be- best trick is going to really blow everybody out of the water but then again like you said you don't know who's been practicing um you know behind closed doors in their own personal foam pit i know harry Bank, you know he's been on x Games tour so how much additional practicing he can get in i'm not too sure um but then, then also, we have Best Whip. Who, let's let's be honest, if Jared McNeil doesn't win, yeah. I'm gonna have to send him a very angry text message because yeah. you know that, that that guy is kind of.
3: I think he's won like
4: Tom Parsons. I can't leave out Tom Parsons. He won last year. Was completely, um, you know, he's he almost kind of like a little bit of a grandpa. You know, he doesn't he doesn't do any events. He just free rides. You know, in the hills. And he's such a quiet, cool, calm, collective dude, you know, here. And then Tom throws down last year and and wins um, best whip. And we're all – and everybody was super pumped for him. So – and actually, sorry, I think that that was that Monster Energy Cup. But, but yeah, it's going to definitely come between Jared McNeil and Tom Parsons for
10: um,
4: best whip. And then freestyle, that's definitely anybody games. We have Adam Jones in the mix. Um, so I, re- I really think that we're going to see a lot of interesting stuff in freestyle, too. So it's going to be so exciting. I love all the different events. I love that, you know, there's not just one moto, moto event anymore or two. Like, you know, we, we have a quarter pipe and, and step up. So it's- it'll be interesting.
3: Yeah. So how about uh, we got to give a shout out. He's actually in two events this year, best whip and quarter pipe hire. He's been on the show in the past. I know he's a friend of yours, Tyler Berryman. What do we expect out of him, Hood? He's kind of like Dark Horse, you think?
4: Um, I mean, and Tyler's one of my good friends, so obviously I want to see him do really good. I think his competition is uh, is pretty stiff. I know he's been practicing, but I also know he's been battling some injuries. But, you know, just the fact that Tyler made it in, um, that's great on him. You know, you know, he's a young gun as well, so uh, he's up against a lot of seasons. Vet, who's competed in X Games, you know, many years now. So I would like to see how he holds his own, but I think he's going to do nothing but you know, he, he'll be great either way, but yeah. yeah, it's, it's cool to see, you know, my friends and it's cool. Cause actually Tyler comes from a moto background. Like the kid started in dirt bike racing. You know, he's not, I remember being at the outdoor nationals years ago, like maybe five, six years ago. And Tyler was just like a little, a little kid pretty much. <laughs> and, uh, you know, now he's a, you know, huge free rider, part of the freewheeler, and really made a, a brand for himself, um, you know, through his social media and his free riding and in his, in his image. So he's one of those athletes that, you know, we talk about, you don't need to be the most decorative, have the most championships and career accomplishments under your belt, but he's made such a, a name for himself, and, you know, through social media and how he brands, you know, what he does, and it, it's really, really unique. He's had a pretty cool career path that way, so uh, Tyler will do great.
10: Yeah, I just I'm, hope
4: everyone stays safe. Best trick always scares the crap out of me, yeah. too. You know, this is where people push the limits, so.
3: Yeah, it's best trick is always – it's one of those – you get to know these guys and you know when you're not when you're not you don't know them personally you watch on tv and it's like ah, oh, they crashed and it's like oh bummer you know but when you know them personally like me it's like it takes your breath away every time they do attempt something because you're like man you just hope they they walk away you know it's like you've got that personal investment into these guys now and it's just uh makes it tough but uh we got to take a short break oh, yeah Yeah, we got to take a short break we come back we got some uh, probably t- chat some more on x games we got the sp awards to talk about pro motocross we haven't even touched base on that yet Today, lots to talk about here on the Downer Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor.
17: Life It's made up of the simple day-to-day moments that keep us all running on full. Full of joy, passion, and restlessness. It's singing full-on to your car radio with the windows wide open. It's a whole bunch of early morning rush hours and a few late-night runs for Rocky Road. It's full of pit stops and drive throughs It's life, and we live it between fill-ups at Valero. Valero top-tier certified quality fuel keeps your engine running cleaner, better, and longer. Find a station near you at ValeroCleanGas.com. At Valero, we believe life gets lived between every fill-up. So whether you go down the road on two wheels or four, whether your Wednesday night is spent racing to the grocery store or down a track, and whether you're dropping off the mail, the pizza, the kids, or all of the above, we're here to make sure you're never running on empty. Valero top-tier certified quality fuel keeps your engine running cleaner, better, and longer.
12: Find a station near you at
17: ValeroCleanGas.com.
12: If you're 65 or older and suffering from knee pain, you may qualify for an advanced pain-relieving brace. Dr. Approved Medical will work with Medicare or insurance benefits to see if you qualify for these knee braces at little or no cost to you. The only way to see if you qualify is to call us, 800-816-0365. Don't let your knee pain get worse. Call now and get free shipping plus a free pedometer, 800-816-0365,
2: 800-816-0365. Little to no cost with full insurance payment, copay, and deductible supply promo. subject to qualification while supply. Last. Right now at the Home Depot, Ortho Bug Begone 32 ounce concentrate, ready to spray, or 10 pound bag is your choice. Two for just 10 bucks. There's no magic to making bugs disappear, but there is Bug Begone. It'll knock out over a hundred types of insects for fewer pests in your lawn and more money in your pocket. Start your own disappearing act with Ortho Bug Be Gone, Your choice. Two for just 10 bucks. Only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Out through August second, while supplies last. U.S. only.
6: Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets?
3: Welcome back to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Jim Beaver, Amy Hood here. I've been talking some X Games, and I just got a tweet from my friend Caitlin. She goes, yes, you guys rock. So we must have done something right, Hood. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, yeah, so, Good. Yeah. Get
4: rid of that creepy soccer.
3: Yeah, exactly. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we've been talking uh, some X Games, some other big news coming out of ESPN. So every year they've got the ESPY Awards. And ESPY uh, Awards, the only ones I care about are male action sports a- athlete, female action sports athlete, and then they've got uh, race car driver. And uh, so in, in action sports athlete, they've always in the past com- used – put motocross and supercross into those categories and actually for the past like three years i think ryan Dungey has been pretty much just the perennial winner um well this year um he wasn't uh what do we got here is this joe duncan calling in oh maybe we'll talk to joe here hold on we'll go back to the SPs hey joe duncan you on the line buddy Jim Beaver, how are you doing? Tony? I'm here with Amy Hood. We've been talking. Uh, we've been talking X Games for like thirty minutes, and uh, we were just moving on, and then you call in, so I'm like, all right, we're gonna circle back to X Games because Joe Dungan's on the floor there. Uh, <laughs> we are on the
18: floor. Sorry, it was a little late. We were stuck in some equipment. We had uh, excavators moving out of out of one building and uh, and other equipment moving back in, so we we're just kind of stuck in the middle there. But wow, what a. What an amazing setup here at U.S. Bank
3: Stadium in Minneapolis. Yeah, well, These uh these course builders, unreal. Yeah, well, and that's what I was going to ask you. I mean, you know, in the past, you, X Games, whether it be in L.A. or in, uh, you know, Circuit of the Americas, it's been a really expansive layout. Here they're packing everything into one stadium. I mean, how is that working, Joe?
18: Well, when you pack it into a brand-new $1.1 billion stadium at that, it's a little tight, but you know what? It sure looks amazing. I think I sent you some great pictures, and if you go to xgames uh, .com or check or any X Games social media sites, there is all kinds of uh, photos and videos of the practice for BMX dirt kicked off here this morning. And wow, what uh, what an amazing setup they uh, they have going on, and and to kick off the
3: uh, opening of of X Games here. Yeah, so uh, I think things kick off. Uh, I think the only event off site is flat track this year, right? And they're doing that at uh, Mall of America.
18: Yep, yeah, flat track uh, kicks us off on Thursday night with the moto with the moto stuff uh, down at Mall of America, and um, and then everything else starting on on um, Friday is down at the U.S. Bank Stadium for motos, and then Thursday night there's one event. Um, I think it's one of the park courses that are right out in front of this uh, facility and uh, on Thursday. And then everything else is uh, wham-bam right inside the stadium um, all weekend long, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, with some amazing, amazing concerts uh, right out
3: in the park uh, in front of the uh, stadium and the uh, interactive village here. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and let me ask you this because we don't have a whole lot of time, um, but – you've been to a lot of x games i mean you've been to los angeles you've been to circuit of the americas you've been obviously here in minneapolis you've been to all the winter x games i mean how do you think this one in this venue what's the buzz how do you think this ranks alongside all the ones of the past i've i've been to every x games except
18: for rhode island when it first started otherwise i've been to at least one or multiple in each city it's been at and i mean i know this is my hometown and everything but uh you know what? The one thing everybody has said, from athletes to the crew to the X Games themselves is what what hospitality that uh, this town um, you know brings to everybody. They've been so welcomed, and everybody's so excited, you know, to be here. And then again, you, you get the benefit of a brand new uh, facility that was built for the you know Minnesota Vikings, and, and to have the stadium and the city. Uh, to be a part of this event and welcome welcome it the way they do. The athletes are pumped, you know. Again, it goes right down to every single staff member that has come here, and and I've worked with these people for twenty plus years. So to hear them, you know, come into our city and and say how great it is when you know we've lived here, and and I know your family's been in Minnesota, so they know they know Minnesota. Um, but uh, you know, it's really great to to see them recognize it and you know the whole downtown here a majority that's been you know rebuilt in the last 10 years and a lot more coming with the, the Super Bowl coming here so it's just exciting I mean uh, the layout down here the the um, everything under one roof and a key under one roof no cancellations due to weather no no high winds no storms no no nothing
3: yeah, I think that's uh, that's the key. I mean, the show will go on. It's, you know, it, it's not, you're not going to have the weather issues that, you know, face things in the past there at uh, Circuit of the Americas and some of the other venues. But uh, sounds like an awesome one. I will definitely be tuned in starting Thursday for Flat Track. And I uh, uh, can't wait to have you back on yeah. here next week and recap, Joe.
18: Sounds great. Good to chat with you guys. I'm uh, back to work.
3: All right. Thanks a lot, Joe.
4: Have fun, man. All right. That was now, that's someone who has a great job, though. You know, yeah. so going back to work at uh, the X Games, I mean, whew, he's, he's having fun. He always sounds like a little kid in the candy store. Like, I mean, you know, this is a grown man living his dreams, you know, playing with the the biggest and baddest athletes at all these amazing events. Like
3: Joe is one lucky guy. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, and, you know, and he's just like us. He's a grinder, you know, <laughs> it's, uh, making a living in motorsport Oh yeah, is not in motor sport and action sport is not easy. And people think that they think, oh, you know, and, and obviously you've got the Tony Hawks of the world and the Ryan Dungies who are making lots of money and life is great. But for the rest of us, you, me, Joe Duncan, Sarah Price, you know, Jolene Van Butte and, uh, you know, countless moto guys. I mean, even guys like Tyler Berryman that we were talking about. It's not an easy road. I mean, we, we, we get by, but it's not easy. It's it's a grind, you know?
4: Mm, oh, yeah, absolutely. And Joe is definitely no stranger to hard work. And he's always up to something. Like, he's always doing something. Like, you, you always give him a call and, you know, he's on the floor of some event or, like, at this race doing this thing with this athlete. He's, oh, yeah. he's a funny guy.
3: <laughs> yeah, for sure. So going back to uh, ESPN, the ESPY Awards, uh, I, I think we talked about it a little bit last mm. year after Ryan Dungey won uh, Best Male Action Sports Athlete for like the millionth time, but uh, this year it was different. So They've always thrown moto in, and I was looking at it, you know, and you've got, like, you know, you've got skiers. You've got Mark McMorris from snowboarding, John John Florence, world champion surfer, Nyjah Houston. I mean, he's one of the best street skaters in the world. I don't know that he deserved to be thrown in there this year. I think there's some street skaters that might have had a better year than him because they do follow professional skateboarding. But, um, I mean, all of them are legit, but I I feel like – I don't know. I'm looking at that going, you know, I kind of feel like Eli Tomac, even though he didn't win the championship – I feel like he should have been thrown in there this year in male action sports athlete, the amount of wins he took in supercross this year. And then now he's on a roll in outdoor and, uh, you know, and everything that's currently happening still, you know, is considered in the voting. Like, I feel like Eli Tomac, they're missing out. I think he should have been thrown in there. I don't know how your feelings on that.
4: Mm, Eli Tomac, maybe not so much. Um, I mean, I think – Okay, so it's not just based on an American thing, right? Is it athletes from all over the world? Oh, absolutely, yeah. is it it USA? No,
3: it's global athletes.
4: All over the world? Yes. Oh, well, perfect then, because I, and obviously I'm a little partial to this particular rider and everything, but just what he has overcome and, you know, obviously his past dominance, I think Ken Roxton should really be, you know among those listed for best male athlete and i and i think this too because of how he is changing kind of the game of motocross like when he showed up in a suit to the press conference and you know and talked about making this you know a professional as you know the nba and the 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 nfl and 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 everything like i i love like how ken Roxton is really you know paving the way for his career and and those to follow and I feel like he's changing the game of motor of motocross and you know he's overcome such a horrific accident and you know all he posts about is like getting back getting back on the bike and and training and you know his mental game is like above and beyond anybody else and I, I just think Ken should definitely and will definitely obviously make not this year but I think in the years to come, he's going to be the Ryan Dungey and, you know, win award after award. Um, I
3: agree with you there. he's
4: definitely a unique,
3: right? Like, and
4: again, with him rolling into the press conference in a suit, you know, and and said he's going to be on the cover of, of this magazine and that magazine. And like, why can't, you know, motocross athletes take the professionalism as, you know, all these other, professional sports like I just love that about him
3: like you know what my prediction for Roxon is it, you know I think he's coming back and next year he'll be the Supercross champion in 2018 uh, hands down I think he's going to be the Supercross champ I think like you said he's oh, yeah. he's the Ryan Dungey, he's the Ryan Villopoto he's the guy that is meant to fill those shoes you know mm-hmm. um, but I think next year He'll be in the running for you know action sports athlete of the year, but I think they didn't put him in because I think he's got a bigger award next year that he's going to get nominated for by ESPN, and that's best comeback athlete. He's going to be in there against you know the NFL guys that blew out mm-hmm. a knee and the baseball pitchers that blew out an arm. I think Ken Roxon is going to get lumped in with a best comeback athlete of the year next year, and I think he's going to win that. I, I'm making that prediction right now. I think he's what he's going to do next year is going to be blow minds with the way he comes back from this injury.
4: Oh, absolutely. And agree, 200%. And I'm the same right now if he doesn't win that, I'm going to write them a nasty email because I <laughs> don't think that'd be right. Yes, yes, I understand what football players go through with a blown out knee. Yes, it sucks. But the guy is bionic and had like robo arm and he was supposed to lose his arm. Okay. Like, ugh, like probably one of the most horrific, you know, accidents other than something that's going to, you know, that's left an athlete paralyzed. Um, I do I think, like he just kind of, I think what Ken Rockson experienced definitely outshines any NFL blown ACL or meniscus. Okay, okay, way gnarlier.
3: Yeah, well, and I wanted to skip over to uh, best driver. Uh, got some legit uh, legit guys in there. Jimmy Johnson, yeah. I mean, we know he's won a million NASCAR championships. Like, some of these guys, I think they just throw them in there just because of the name, right? Martin Trex has had a, a pretty good run. Uh, Simon Pagenaud. he uh, won IndyCar championship. Louis Hamilton. Uh, I mean, he's, yeah, he's Louis Hamilton, but uh, I know our friends over yeah. the Speed Freaks, they've been pimping him. Ron Caps, this guy has dominated drag racing. I'm not a massive drag racing fan, but this dude has dominated drag racing for a year. He's the first drag racer ever to be on this list. I think he definitely deserves it this year, so I do got to give a nod to him, but I think the one guy that's missing on here, and you look at what he's done over the past year, two guys actually, you could have either tanner faust or scott speed on here scott speed won the grc championship last year four wins seven podiums out of 11 events he's won an event already this year but tanner faust last year four wins seven podiums Mm -hmm. this year already he's he swept a couple of weekends last year this year already he's got two wins. He's leading the points. Not only that, but Tanner's done drifting in that time. He's done short course off-road. He's raced the Mint 400 with me. I I think not to have Tanner Faust or Scott Speed on this list, like it's a crime. Like These guys, I don't know, they're racing on TV every Sunday just like these others, and for them to just pass over them, I, like, I feel like one of them I should agree. be on the list because Andretti... Volkswagen has dominated rally cross racing on TV for the past two years, hands down. So, I don't know. That's my feelings on it, but uh, we we got to take a short break here, and uh, Amy and I, we're going to wrap things up uh, when we come back from the break on the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor.
12: Expensive covered car repairs. Monthly payments are very affordable. Get your free quote now. Call Toco at 800-222-2313. That's 800-222-2313. 800-222-2313. Cancellation fee may apply. Subject to eligibility. Not available in Missouri and Washington. Waiting period and deductible apply. Coverage provided and administered by Tech Corporation or its affiliates. Not affiliated with any manufacturer or dealership. Visit tocowarranty.com for complete terms and conditions.
13: When you struggle with credit card bills every month, you're not just in debt...
14: Blue Goo a try. Call 1 888 3300123 and you'll receive a one week supply of Blue Goo absolutely free. The makers of Blue Goo are even paying the shipping. The number again is 1 888 3300123. If you want more information on Blue Goo, visit online at com.
7: Now available at select big five stores near you.
3: Welcome back to the Downer Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor wrapping things up here on uh i don't know it was a fun show we uh got to talk about all kinds of stuff hood i don't know sometimes we have so many guests we don't get to talk but felt like we did a lot of talking today
4: yes we did randomness but i think it's always interesting you know we started off talking about fire ants, and it led into a discussion of what we got hit or bit or somebody on yeah. our uh you know in our race machine. So I thought
3: that was pretty funny. Yeah. Our show, you, you see those, you know, those, those memes about people, ADD. And it's like, Oh, look at this. Oh, a squirrel. You know, that's totally the show. Like we're totally like all over the place. You never know what direction I can have an outline and just throw it away after the first five minutes. Cause you don't know what's going to happen but yeah. <laughs> lots of fun uh, this weekend. Obviously the big one, X Games. I'm going to be tuned in there. I think that's uh, pretty much uh, the standard, what everybody's going to be watching. Oh, is there, is there Pro Moto this weekend, uh, or, uh, or is that taking a weekend off? I know we had it this past weekend. I can't remember if Moto's happening this weekend or not.
4: I can't even tell you if they're taking a weekend off. I'm not too sure. I, all I know is that there is a Millville the weekend after, and I'm actually going to be trying to head down and race there myself. Oh nice. So um, I fly in, I'm like yeah, I fly in on a Tuesday, and Ashley and I would head out and pin it down um, Wednesday evening, Thursday after work or something like that. And, and yeah, so it's going to be a super close call, but uh, we're, we're trying our best to make it happen.
3: Yep. Keep me in the loop on that one for sure. Uh, obviously, uh, we got episode yeah. 300 coming up. Uh, you guys, uh, we want your uh, guest ideas. we got three hours to fill with guests, so uh, it's going to be a fun one. I'll be doing some stuff from the Polaris Dealer Show in two weeks, uh, announcing the new Polaris Razor lineup. I'll be doing uh, some interviews from the show floor, so uh, make sure and check that out. Big shout-out to Polaris Razor, General Tire, Subaru, Casey Highlights, Gibson Exhaust, Dirtfish Impact, OTSFF, o- F- 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 Optimus, Terra Cross and the Blue Water Resort and Casino. Me, I'm at Jim Beaver 15 on social media. Amy is at Amy Hood 71. Don't forget to rate, review, to subscribe to Project Action on Podcast One, as well as the Down and Dirty Radio Show. And that coupon code for Dirtfish Rally School, as always, is JB Dirtfish. And uh, I don't know, you got anything before we leave, Hood?
4: No, just um, good luck to everybody at X Games. Stay safe, but be gnarly can't wait to
3: watch yeah we'll definitely have some winners uh from x games on air next week uh we are gonna sign off here be safe as always game on